Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello. Sorry for the voice. This is Mike. Lost my voice today. The last... Spurs shows of the season. Apologies for the mess I'm in. We're going to do three, three shows for you tonight. Looking back at a wonderful record-breaking season. Help me tonight from the wonderful JW3 Centre, Raymond Simonson. Evening. From purveyors of fine television, zigzag televisions, Danny Fenton. Good evening. Nice to see you. And... Probably going to be the host for tonight because I'm going <laughs> to pass out within seconds. Um, head of marketing at the wonderful uh, football manager game, Kieran Brennan returns. Nice voice, Mike. Nice voice. Thank you for a bit of like very BBC Radio Four. <laughs> okay. I was thinking more of one of those Dutch sex lines. <laughs> okay. Part one, we're going to look back at the Leicester and Hull games and um, discussing Harry Kane and the, the records we've broken this season. Part two, we're going to look back in more detail this season. If you thought we were going to win the league, maybe where we lost it, the turning points for everyone out there. And then part three is going to be looking ahead to next season, who we should buy. And also for those of you that came to the Spurs Show live event and never got the quiz answers, we'll do the quiz answers as well. What players we should should be going, who should come in. So you've got plenty to listen to. Uh, let's crack on. Jason Sen on our Facebook group wrote this post and he very kindly said we could use it. Here's some stats for you gentlemen just to drink in for this season, Tottenham Hotspur. Our highest finish in the Premier League, our highest finish since 1963, our best winning streak in the Premier League, nine wins, and best in the league since 1960. The club's lowest defeats in a Premier League season, lowest in the league since 1920, our lowest goals conceded ever in a league season, 26, our most clean sheets in a Premier League season, most goals scored in a Premier League season, and our highest in the league since 1963. 
highest goal difference in the Premier League and joint highest ever. Our first unbeaten home season in the Premier League and our first since 1965. Most home points in the Premier League and our third highest ever in Premier League history. Our longest winning run at home in the Premier League and our joint longest ever run in the league, which could be broken in August if we wouldn't be beginning the season. Longest ever winning run at home within a single season. Lowest goals conceded at home in a league season. First time ever three players have scored over 20 goals. That's an amazing stand itself. Our record league away win of all time. That's the 7-1. Record goals scored in consecutive away league games. 13. Harry Kane, first player to score 20 plus league goals. Three seasons running since Jimmy Greaves in 67. Most hat-tricks within a season in the Premier League. Harry Kane with four. Kane best goals per game ratio in the Premier League. 29 goals in 30 games. Danny, that's impressive. It's impressive. The one stat that's missing <laughs> yeah, is that we'd have won the league nine times on 86 points. In the last 22. In the, in the last mm. 22, which is... I mean, those stats are amazing, but they're also upsetting <coughs> in that we haven't won the league with all those amazing stats. Mm. But, I mean, without a doubt, um, in my lifetime, it's the best Tottenham team I've seen. Yeah. Raymond, would you agree with that? Yeah, it's it, it's weird because last season, you know, we felt so deflated, I think mo- many of us at the end of the season. Because second was nailed on, wasn't it? Because it just, not even that, it just, there were in, enough of us even believing, you know, mm. five, six games before before the end of the season that we could do it, probably because it was Leicester in front of us. Yeah. And this season, I think because of the assumption that Chelsea would go on and win it, mm. it was easier to to enjoy, just let's break all this. That when We haven't won it. I, I mean, I'm more gutted that we didn't, get to the cup final mm-hmm. you know I really thought this was a season the way we've been playing I felt like we deserved to be in a cup final and we could win yeah. a cup so it feels weird that history will show this season as you know it won't be on the record books as much mm-hmm. uh, for most people because we didn't win something but but what a hell of a ride we've had and we've enjoyed every penny of it it's been amazing your, your favourite season of all time oh yeah yeah best. no question no question the best the best season since last season <laughs> yeah and and there you go I mean we scored the most goals in the Premier League and we conceded the fewest and it's extraordinary that you can do both of those things with the same team I mean Manchester United came close to us in terms of conceding but they set out I mean they became the park the bus team this year didn't they and so they sacrificed any sort of goal scoring um, ability or ambition in order to keep we did both it's just amazing and it's really heartbreaking that we were beaten to the post by that fake yeah. construct of a football club I mean oh, what for me what for me was lovely at the end of the season was that critics and there's not many left now but critics of the side of Pochettino always look back at last season and the capitulation when we realised we couldn't win it and this season to go out in two games which are dead rubbers would mean nothing to league position and to thrash the champions 6-1 and then to thrash Hull, who, you know, good footballing side, but obviously not very good defensively. To win like that when there's nothing on it, that to me says this is the team that's maturing, Danny. I, th- I think the, the season ended too early for us. I mean, you know, God, give us another yeah. half a dozen games. Who knows what could have happened? You know, this, you know, comment about, oh, Tottenham bottled it at West Ham. I mean, it just, it's not even worth 
mm. giving it time of day really but the fact of the matter is we lost one game after an amazing run and then we went and thumped you know the, these teams afterwards and beat Man U at home in you know in the final game of White Hart Lane um, we are definitely not a bottle job team we were never we were never less than four points behind Chelsea um, mm. Apparently at Christmas we were four points behind Arsenal. So I we mean, were. It's Arsenal, uh, Arsenal were top at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so any teams bottled it, it was yeah. them. Yeah. And let's look. While you mentioned the scum, um, it's hilarious, isn't it? That finally they're no longer dining at the uh, top European football table. It's them that will have to play every Thursday, every Sunday while they're in the Europa League. Isn't that wonderful? It is. It's brilliant. But I don't care. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> no, seriously, they've had it. Too good for too long, and you can see it now in the hideous sense of entitlement that comes from all of their their fans that just sort of seeps out of the Emirates. No, fucking, let's move on. Let's do something else. For all those years, we were desperate to finish above them, and you know, when when you have a rival mm. that always does better than you, it it, it it gives you this sense of you know feeling uh, incredibly frustrated. Mm. Now we've actually finished above. I don't yeah, think I know you're right. It's very you know, true. No, I care more about Chelsea. I think yeah, absolutely. I think the next four or five years are going to be about Tottenham and Chelsea and that mm. rivalry. You know, I think Arsenal, you know, are going to be in turmoil, and I don't really care. You know, and again, I know you. After about that, that's Danny. You know, we sort of yeah, we didn't win anything. Uh, again, if you're a football realist, you look at the money we've spent, or you can argue money we haven't spent, not just this season or last season but kind of historically over the last few years under Eni rightly or wrongly I think you know I, I, the whole moving from White Hart Lane the new stadium the ceremony last week was, was brilliant and absolute hats off to everyone there at the club who I think have worked extremely hard and done a brilliant job my point is even you know on that basis the fact that we've come so close again with a team that's been built and developed over years, you know, over a few years, bringing youngsters through. That, to me, makes me so proud that, you know, okay, you could argue in the night, early 60s, Tottenham were the big, you know, one of the big buying clubs. I mean, there were other clubs as well at the same time. But compared to, have you watched Sky? The amount, even this week, I was watching various programmes, the amount they talk about, not so much Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, it's all, we barely get a mention. Yeah. We barely get a mention because we don't have the money. I, I don't know what, what it comes from, Kieran, but it's amazing that even with all that, we, we've done so well. We have to be very careful about money as well because we don't generally spend it very well, if you look back. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of money in for bail and famously... Bought the Beatles? Bought the Beatles, yeah. <laughs> Turned out to be the Ruttles yeah. in the end. But um, what, two of those players are left? Yeah. Didn't spend that money well. Mm. We got away with it to an extent. But when we have spent big, Sissoko, Lamella. Our, tops, our top, our biggest signing of all time. Yeah, we've not, yeah. We've not done well. Whereas, when we spend cleverly, yeah. Deli Alley. I mean, come on. Yeah. So let's not worry about spending big money. Let's worry about getting the right players in. But we'll come to that later anyway. So yeah, we'll um, come it, to that it's later. not money that, that's going to drive this forward. It's, as we all know, it's keeping this current group together. And that, that none of them have reached their peak yet, or very few of them have. Maybe a few at the back have reached their peak. But if this lot can stay together for the next two seasons and just get a little better and a little better like they have done for the last couple, they'll be up there with the best teams that have ever played the game. And I know that sounds like hyperbole, but... My word, they're so close now to being a truly great team. Mm. I was just going to say that 
that's the thing you're both saying. It, it hasn't it hasn't happened overnight. I heard someone say, you know, oh, suddenly Tottenham have come out of nowhere in the last two seasons. Well, actually, you know, I started going in seventy eight, seventy nine was my first season. I've been going ever since. So I've seen the dark I've seen, up and, <laughs> I've seen up and down, and you know, I, I hit university during the worst period when you just want to have. You know, when you're going to get laid into by your friends about being such a poor team. But actually, in the last few years, we have been... I don't like it when people talk about the project in any club, right? But we have been building slowly. Daniel Levy hasn't really got as much credit as... And I'm bracing myself, you know, as, as he really deserves for what he's been doing there. But to see this team grow in the last few years to see it hasn't been a, a fire sale of players in and out there's been a few players that have been there you know Rose has been there a few years now Walker's yep. been there hey. um, you know Broadway's been there a few years now like, th- these are players we're bringing in only a couple of players are coming in and out each season and like you said last season I actually I, I'm not one of the people that thought we bottled it at the end of last season but we certainly lost our call Right, we, we the the heads went a little bit, the emotion went a little bit, um, and that you know the, the prize goes, and they they're young, and this season, not just the way we've handled the last couple of games, I, I feared the Man U game because of the emotion of the finale, mm. and there was so much hype around it, and I thought these young players something could go wrong, and they were so professional in that game, right? They, I mean, we should have won that five nil that game, the Man U game that we won two one. If you look at this season and we'll go in the next show where we're going to go into the detail over all the sort of games but I can't think of many 45 minutes where we've been absolutely rattled Liverpool away yeah, we went through a 20 it. minute period yeah. all over the shop Man City away Man City away yeah. where we we're 20 minutes we built all Chunks over the shop of the home game against West Ham <coughs> it was real back to you know, yeah. that to me the West Ham yeah. home game was mm. the turning point yeah, of the season I'm with you you know when we're we're two one down, and we're, it's two minutes to go, and and, and we come Here back we with go, it, yeah. three two. And you know, and after that, I just think the level of belief, you know, the Swansea away. Yeah, you know, yeah. How did we win that one? But we, you, you're absolutely right. There, there just haven't been many games where Wickham, Wickham was the worst. Well, Wickham <laughs> again, but we won it. You yeah. know, so we we never gave up on any cause, and there was never. There weren't many league games where you're biting your fingernails saying, oh, you know, we're going to hold yeah. on here or letting a, a late goal. We, we, you know, we murdered teams. You know, we went, we, we, there were games where we, where we, it was like, you know, boxing. We hit them with, a, you know, one, two on the ropes. And then suddenly the game was over. I mean, there was a lot of games where I just sat there, was so relaxed, just enjoying it, thinking, I can't remember it being like this. I mean, yeah. I said to the guys behind me, who sat behind me for years, and I said, you used to moan all the time. You, know, you never moan anymore. And they said, there's nothing to moan about. Yeah, well, yeah an abiding memory for me. I know we're going to go through the games in detail, but it's 2-0 um, up against the Arras at home. And at that point, I would normally be behind the sofa, chewing my fingernails off. Never, not a, not a second of panic. Do you think, Ewan, we've glossed over what was quite a poor European... Uh, run yeah yeah we have and uh, happy to talk about that again um, if we learned anything we clearly have the capacity to learn because we finished the season so badly and it's in- interesting Danny they're talking about or in fact it wasn't Danny was it it was Raymond talking about the uh, the Manchester United game um, last year the turning point really was the Chelsea game away wasn't yeah. it? when we did it, it got too much for them and they lost their heads and then after that it just went to pieces this year we had the capacity for that to happen again it didn't happen so, so it, try and draw a positive from the European campaign. We we were awful, start to finish, but but this team clearly has the capacity to learn. And maybe next year, go let's do, do it again. I, I don't know if be it was, awful. I don't know if it was intentional, but the way we went into the Champions League was almost like we didn't care. And 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 that Monaco away game 
where we could have still stayed stayed in it. You know, even a draw would have kept it alive. Mm. He put out a second string team. So mm. that at that point in the season, I was thinking, hang on a second, we spend the whole season every season trying to get into the top four when we do get in the top four we throw we throw away the Champions League and then you know it's easy to gloss over the bad performances there weren't many of them but you know I went to Ghent for that game I mean that was one of the most diabolical performances yeah. I've ever seen because they just didn't they didn't care you know and, and, and we threw away Europe now maybe we wouldn't have finished second if we if we'd stayed in Europe longer yeah. quite possibly um and you know, and as people say, if Chelsea had been in Europe, it might have been even closer in the league. But I do think next season we do need to take the Champions League more seriously. Well, let's talk about Wembley and also the Spurs show player of the season after this short break. Good evening, my loyal subjects. One has been asked to make an announcement on behalf of those lovely chaps at Ultimate Five aside. So listen to Queenie. Here goes. After playing five-a-side football for ten years, the ultimate five-a-side chaps were frustrated with poor venues, referees, and increasing match fees, so they decided to set up a league of their own. Their first league was voted the best five-a-side in London. Ooh! They offer great value and an engaging website where each player has their own profile web page with all their stats, including a tally of assists. So if you or your team are looking to join an Ultimate Five-a-Side League, search for Ultimate Five-a-Side online or email info at ultimatefiveaside.com. That is all. Queenie out. We have a very special announcement. If you joined us at our Harry Redknapp show or any of our sold-out Spurs show live podcasts, we've got some really good news for you. We're going to start doing a live podcast on a monthly basis, especially for our loyal Spurs show family with our brand new Spurs show season ticket. <laughs> Why bother here, you ask? Well, you'll be able to come with a guest to some intimate live podcast recordings at no cost and get in free and first to our big Christmas and end of season shows too. You'll be ahead of the queue for autograph signing and our live shows. And trust me, those queues can go on a long way. You'll basically be helping cover the costs of the Spurs show which you get free, and as you can hear from my voice, will support my out-of-control, well, it's say out-of-control, throat loss and habit, I basically need to buy some more. It would also help us get even better guests for you, although we had some wonderful guests this season, to meet and listen to next season, and trust me, we've got some absolute crackers lined up. The Spurs Show season ticket will go on sale this summer, and be limited to just 300 members, which is basically just 1% of our listeners. For now, register your interest and get on board by emailing us at Show at playbackmedia.co.uk and you'll get access first or go to live.spurshow.net for more details. Try and help us out. Get your season ticket. It really will be worth it. And we're back. Um, Yeah, I mean, Wembley Stadium, we're we're, we're there next season. What I heard was that, continuing with Danny's point there about the Champions League, what I heard was that we could have actually, if we wanted to, shortened the pitch this season in the Champions League and we didn't 
and I think just merely as an oversight because I don't think anyone realised that we could do you think next season with the new Steno you know, is the home ground you know it'd be a couple of weeks do you think they'll now or do you think you'll sort of go let's just change tactically because to me the problem in the Wembley games not so much Chelsea but those Euro games it looked like teams were passing around us and we couldn't close them down like we do at White Hart Lane now that might not be so much to the size of the pitch but the feeling that it's bigger because of the way at White Hart Lane that the, the, the fans are on you what do you think about that what do you yeah. think the problem is well look I remember that first game I, I went I went to all of them mm. um, and there were, there were tickets going to bear for the uh, <laughs> people were throwing tickets at me for the for that Get last one no the yeah. um, uh, uh, Moscow game yeah. so, I, so I took my took my son and he uh, you know he had a great time mm. but the that atmosphere before the first game in the build-up, where they said they tried everything to make it feel like a home ground. Well, they stuck up some banners that said Spurs. It, 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 it felt no, it, yeah. it looked great, but it was yeah. Wembley. Yeah. It was Wembley, Wembley decked up in Spurs. Let's not pretend it's anything else. Yeah. The atmosphere before kickoff, everyone was Facebook living it and videoing it and mm. posting it, and and then and then what happened? As often mm. has happened at the lane, and I know as a Spurs fan, I shouldn't say this, but I really miss a game. And the atmosphere isn't always like it was against the Arsenal mm. Man U games this season. Mm. Often it was like it was at the Wembley games. Mm. So the atmosphere was a bit, a bit, a bit up and down. Um, and then, and then on top of that, I, I don't. This this whole thing about the pitch, the width of the pitch. I've heard other people suggest, oh, maybe we need to change it for next season. Mm. But how do the other teams come? Like when they play against us, how mm. do they come? They're not all playing on massively wide pitches. Mm, right? So if they can do it, we've got, I think, a bit of a genius of a manager. He's magic, you know. Um, I've heard them sing it. And he's got to be able to work out how do we play on different pitches. And when we go around the Premier League, not every pitch is the same width. So if we're going to be the team we want to be, we've got to learn to play on the Wembley pitch and on the new Spurs pitch and win those games. That's what I want to see. Someone said to me, Danny, that... um the, the pitch plays slower at Wembley than it does at White Hart Lane. So the tempo is not Spurs plays play slower. <laughs> Do you think there's anything in that? I don't buy that. I mean, no. I, I think... Uh, was it last season and Pochettino was complaining that you know the pitch at White Lane was too small because you know we couldn't you know we couldn't play wingers because right. the pitch was too small uh, you know the, the fact of the matter is like, as Raymond said the f- that first Champions League game it was like a novelty factor you know everybody yeah. everybody was turning up saying oh well, we're playing at Wembley we sold out the stadium you know there were a lot of Johnny come lately's you know wanted to come along and experience a Champions League game Next season, we know it's going to be our home ground, and all of this media rubbish about oh well, you know Wembley, they're never going to be able to do it at Wembley. That that should be motivation for Pochettino and the players yeah. to say, look, we're going to be playing here every week. The novelty factor will be gone, and I actually don't believe. I mean, the record at Whitehall Lane obviously was incredible this season. It'd be hard to match that, and of course, smaller teams will come along who it's their cup for literally their cup will, and they'll bring 10,000 yeah. yeah, because yeah, they'll true. be allowed to bring 10,000 yeah, yeah. but I still think that the quality of the team they can they can perform on any pitch you know I don't buy into the grass being slow or, or the pitch being too big or you know or the seats all being red or you know it does none of that really matters <laughs> in fact the matter is we have a very, very good team, and when they're playing there week in, week out, we will get results. And we uh, we underestimated the opposition in the Champions League. I mean, look yeah. who we played. They've won the French League. Well, Monaco with yeah. the, the a brilliant run. Four, I mean, come on. And they were amazing. And half amazing. of that team is going to end up playing for Manchester United and Real Madrid next season. So yeah. we, we won't do that again. Again, uh, I'm, I really do fundamentally believe in this team's ability and this manager's ability to learn. So we won't make the same mistake. I, I tell you what was season. really impressive for me. We let ourselves down 
uh, at Wembley. There's no doubt about it. We let ourselves down in, in both European competitions. We, we can't sugarcoat that. And again, in other seasons, the mentality maybe of, of Spurs, that would have affected us in the league. And we've all seen the stats. We've talked about them. It didn't affect us in the league. It absolutely didn't. So we let ourselves down there, but we didn't then crumble. We went on and won match after match and kept banging in but the But do goal. you think going out of the Europa League earlier than most of us suspected, look at Man, you look at Mourinho moaning about the teams he's got to play. Surely that made a difference to where, where we did in the league. You know? Yeah, I, look, it's a, it's a tricky one because we've spent years chasing top four, right? For years, we didn't think we were going to win the league. We were desperate for top four. Why? Because we want Champions League. And when we're in the Champions League, we can all go, well, we didn't do so well in the league because we had Champions League. It's like, this, if we want to be the team that we all believe we have been and can be and pretty much are close to, we've got to be able to juggle different cup competitions like other clubs have done. And it is going to affect us. And that's why we need a bigger squad, which I know we're going to get onto at some point who we need to buy. But we have to be able to do that. We need to... Uh we, need, we want Chelsea to win the cup final. And the reason for that is we want to play them in the Community Shield. We will, won't we, if we finish second and, and, we and will play them. Oh, really? Yeah, we will play them in the Community mm. Shield. We'll win our first trophy of the season. <laughs> yeah. And we'll start off with the win at Wembley. And that you know, and that's be a great, that'll be great. Great like season game for us. Yeah. Well, look, well, let's just wrap up now because obviously this podcast is in, in three parts. And uh, the uh, part two is going to be looking more details at the games this season. For now, Danny, Raymond and Kieran... Thank you very much. See you soon. Come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at the whistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one Sports Social Podcast Network